whenever you're ready. Tabernacle Podcast with me, Britton Bishop, and today I am joined by the one and only Ben Brown and the also one and only <laughs> Victoria Hughes. So, what's up, guys? Hey, How Brent. you guys doing? Good. I'm in a weird mood today, so oh, I just get ready. No. I think it's because I'm awake. This is kind of the Seth knows if you want productivity from Britain, scheduled afternoon because he'll be fully awake, ready mm-hmm. to rock. So, that's where I'm at. I was singing some high school musical country, Victoria, yeah, just trying to audition, so... <laughs> All right, I got a question for you guys before we start. This kind of became the theme over the past couple weeks whenever I'm here and Ben's not doing my job for me. Um, So Thanksgiving, kind of that day through Christmas night, what's like one thing, tradition in your life, a food item, whatever, that if you don't have that thing show up in that span of time, the holiday season might as well have not happened? Oh, dang. That's a one thing. And if you say green bean casserole, I'm out. Nope, nope. No, no nope. green bean casserole at our house. You don't. Yes. Gross. I'm so glad John's not here right now. Does he like it? Everybody I've talked to, but you two, like green bean casserole, and I'm so glad that this just happened. We could push in the episode, and that was the message the tabernacle needed today. Well, actually, and I will, I will just say I am very pro pumpkin pie. Okay. Uh, very yeah. pro pumpkin pie, and I will call it a pie. <laughs> I am pro Cool Whip, and I don't care what vessel it takes to get it there. And if it's pumpkin pie that day, I'm in. That works for me. Maddie, uh, my daughter, she makes, she loves to make pumpkin pie, and uh, she she whips it up in a way with mm-hmm. very little sugar on it. Will convince you it's actually like a health food at this point. <laughs> so she somehow is able to remove all guilt from me eating it. So is that your one thing, Maddie's pumpkin pie? Yeah, Maddie's pumpkin pie, or is it? It's right up there. Yeah, yeah. How about for you, Victoria? It's not pumpkin pie. Was it chocolate oranges, baked beans for mm, breakfast? What Kind of. <laughs> no, I think for me, so um, when the tree goes up and we're starting to decorate What's the, the day tree? for that? Any, when I get to it. Okay. Yeah. So you're not like a post-Thanksgiving, pre-Thanksgiving, no. right? You don't no, care? No, we've put it up days before Christmas, like a couple of days before mm-hmm. Christmas, and then I've put it up after Thanksgiving. But when I'm putting the tree up and decorating it, um, I have to listen to the same, same like album. What is it? It is the Winchester Cathedral Choir. Okay, yeah. I knew it was going to be something good and not like Mariah Carey. No, so. no, 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 no. <laughs> no it's uh, that's which is that was one that my dad loved. He lived in Winchester and the Winchester cool. Cathedral Choir, absolutely unbelievable, and it's very traditional. But it's it's okay if I don't have that, then I feel like something's off. Okay, so. love it. Yeah, we do. When we do the tree, we actually, I've got a record player and I've got a whole bunch of old Christmas albums nice. all like oh, from the 50s and 60s yeah. that my grandparents have. And generally, it's actually the kids that they will, they got to pull out one of the yeah. Christmas albums and cool. throw it on there. So it's all scratchy nice. and, yeah. right. But yeah, we, when we're putting up the tree, that was, yep. it's cool. One of our little things we do. Love it. Okay. As you guys know, I am, I could be a picture for Bot Humbug. So, but Hope is doing a good job of changing that quickly uh because i have no choice i live in the candy cane forest right now and i love it so uh no it's been good she's introducing me to new traditions that are old traditions to her but have been cool to be a part of so for me right now 
I would have to say my favorite thing so far is telling people what I want for Christmas. I used to hate doing that, but now I've really enjoyed it. And I don't even feel bad about it. The fact that I'm like, man, like this would be a cool thing in my stocking and I can be excited (laughs) about it for the next 20 days. Like what? What did I ask for this year? Uh, Micron, red Micron pins. I'm a nerd, but I'm like, man, I hope I get these because I don't want to buy them. (laughs) Those little pigmas? Yep. Yep. Those are awesome. No, that's just one thing. I've had to answer this question like five times in the last five (laughs) episodes. So I'm making, I said cookie dough dip last episode. (laughs) That has nothing to do with Christmas, but man, it's delicious. So today it's red Micron pins and uh, (laughs) that's all I got. So, uh, but we're here today um, to talk about the, the new campaign that we have going on at our church, um, we've done a few of these over the years, um, whether it be Rattle or uh, different things that we've thought of for different seasons in the life of our church. And this one is exciting because uh, it's one that's encouraging our congregation to look out. And I'm excited about that. It's our This Gift campaign, and it's something that, um, as a staff, it seemed good to us for this Christmas season as we're journeying um, through First Corinthians and, and, and looking at the Christmas time and what— how do we continue to encourage the body with this time? Because it can become very traditional and mundane and it's just the thing we do and we're all here and there's candlelights and we just do it, right? And then it's gone and we're like, what happened? And so it was cool. I remember hearing this idea um, came from, I believe, a meeting that the two of you were a part of and uh, yeah. and it's this gift campaign. And so today I think just for the people that listen to the podcast, maybe – that go to the tabernacle or the people that uh, that are a part of the podcast that live in other countries or in other states or whatever, um, maybe encourage them to join us in this or for the people of the tabernacle that want to know or think more about kind of the idea, the the dream, the vision behind the This Gift campaign. So that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. So if one of you guys just kind of wants to give a short intro to it and then we can dig into kind of the reasons behind it and stuff like that. So. Yeah, sure. Um, so, you know, every Christmas uh, as a church – the behind the scenes is, is the lead pastor's got to figure out a new way to package a Christmas message or a new aspect to focus on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and a lot goes into that. And, and at least here at the tabernacle, that starts all the way back in middle of the summer. Uh, you know, that, that just that prayerful consideration, you know, talking to a couple other staff members, ideas bouncing around. And uh, John came to Victoria and I with the idea um, and the concept that he really felt uh, led that we were going to focus on the gifts that the three wise men brought this year for Christmas. Um, and so that's where the Christmas message is going. Um, and one of the things I love about Victoria is, is when you start talking about uh, any sort of concept like that, uh, her brain instantly will start going to, ooh, how do we make this practical? How do we take part in that? Um, and that's one of the gifts that she brings to the staff. Um, so, like, and I'm going <clears> to... <throat> probably make her really uncomfortable, but like the whole going all the way back to rattle when we did that. And it was the first Easter where, uh, we, uh, as a church chose to fast from good Friday all the way through Sunday morning. Um, and, and we had the church on Saturday was open for prayer and, and that was a big thing. Yeah. Um, but that all started, uh, that was a brainstorm back in the truck. Yeah. Um, which is our AV room that's in the back of the, you, nobody ever sees, mm-hmm. um, that, you know, controls all the graphics and everything. And Victoria was back there working and it was after a service. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how that came about, but you suddenly, we, you know, <laughs> you started talking and that it came up with this idea of what would it be like for us to fast and pray together? Because this is a spiritual discipline that, um, you know, especially in the American church kind of, uh, it doesn't get a lot of attention mm-hmm. and, you know, we talked about it and went, wow, there should be, there might, this might have some legs to it. We took it to John and, and, 
and John was all about it. And so we spent, spent some time praying about that. And, and that turned into a, a really cool event. Uh, and when I say cool, that really doesn't give it the, the legs that it deserves. Um, for many people, it was quite profound. Mm. I know for my family going through that and <laughs> um, the act of fasting, the self-discipline that goes into that. Why are we doing this? You know, <laughs> my kids are probably have to be in therapy when they're older because of it. Like every Easter now we, we don't Dad eat. puts a them. lock on the fridge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's not really what no, we I'm do, but it, it, and we, like in our house, it's all just, it's, it's free choice. You know, you don't have to yeah. participate. You can participate at whatever level you want. And, um, and my kids have all chosen to do it. Um, but then that, that tradition carried on. It became kind of a new tradition here at the tab, and we did it a second year this past Easter. Well, the same thing kind of came up uh, as we were talking about Christmas. And the whole idea is that we've all been given a gift. Um, we've been given the gift of salvation in Jesus if we were believers, uh, we, and, and we've been given spiritual gifts. And the whole act of gift giving, um, very much like Easter, uh, can uh, just become another tradition, another that, uh, it's like brushing your teeth. Like you get up in the morning, you do it in half the time. Did I actually brush my teeth? I got to check the toothbrush. Um, you know, did I put deodorant on? Or, you know, you just, you go through the motions in, in, in preparation and the meaning can get lost. Uh, so the whole idea of this gift, um, the actual, the campaign that we're doing and encouraging people to participate in it involves us um, looking to give a gift that we normally wouldn't give to somebody that we don't, wouldn't normally give it to. Um, and yeah, that's just the the beginning of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to throw anything in there, Victoria? Yeah, I think it's it was encouraging people to look outside themselves, becoming other centered during the Christmas season, because um, it's quite easy to look at the people directly around us, whether mm-hmm. it's in our household or our neighborhood or family, even if they're on the other side of the country or the world. It's still like, okay, I'm going to shop for Auntie whatever and Uncle blah 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 and your know, Grandpa Grandma whatever. Um, but, and, and there isn't really an, uh, I guess we'll get to this in a minute, but, um, there isn't awkwardness about that Mm -hmm. or it's a, there's a familiarity about it, but what if, what if we didn't do that? What if we didn't, or we did that? And, and the, the cool part about it is what we're asking people to do is be really prayerful about it. So it's not going, well, I know the family down the road could really use, you know, some extra boots and socks or whatever for the kids. It's not not that because we can mostly look around us and identify, you know, uh, needs just by looking. But what if we were super, super prayerful about it mm-hmm. every day yeah. as we're walking around saying, Lord, sh- show me, you know, wh- what might be an opportunity to serve your children to, you know, where just a word of encouragement might be needed. You know where um, just, you know, a car brushed off snow might make a huge difference to someone who's just run to the store real quick and is, has to get back to the hospital, whatever. And it'll just save them those, you, you know, mm. so help me see those things. That's what we're asking the church to do is just to really walk around with a mindset for the next month and hopefully, and hopefully after that and yeah. create a new sort of way of thinking of just being completely um, in tune with God. Can you imagine getting up every right. single morning and saying, Lord, today, show me, mm. and doing that all day, everywhere you go. Most of us hate going to the grocery store, right. but it's a great, actually a great ministry 
opportunity. The Especially grocery Traverse store. City, Meyer. Uh, Meyer, yeah. for yeah, sure. A lot 100%. Of that needs to be done there. For real, specifically <laughs> Meyer. And it's Just like, in the parking lot alone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But what if, like, you, as you're walking around, you're looking for an opportunity and you're not so stuck in the, mm. oh, people are so annoying. Instead, right. you're looking for an opportunity. Like, show me, like, mm. this aisle, this aisle. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you're walking around all day, every day, really in tune with what God might have for you. Yeah. And I, I love that because it's, for the lack of a better term, kind of a trick move in the sense of uh, this time of year is a generous time of year. This is when year-end giving happens and and people are excited and some people are just trying to get a tax write-off before the clock strikes midnight, whatever that might be. But this is a season of generosity just in general based off of where we are in in the calendar. And I think that what I love about this campaign is the the quote-unquote trick move is we're we're trying to instill in people not a – an attitude of generosity as much as it is an attitude of listening to God's mm-hmm. voice and then doing what he says. Yes. And and if the outflow of that is generosity, then good on it. But but I think that the the goal within this is to encourage our congregation and the people that tune in um, at either one of our campuses online or the podcast or whatever is is to 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 look at what does it look like for me to 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 hear God's voice and then do what he says. Because that doesn't just apply to meeting a need in somebody's life. That applies to my marriage. That applies to my parenting. That applies to how I walk into school. And so it's it's that spiritual discipline piece, just like fasting or, or anything like that. But hearing God's voice, it's a, a way that you describe a disciple as somebody that can discern and hear God's voice and then do what he says. And I think that a key piece of the discipleship at our church is raising up and being a part of of, of – um, growing into a congregation of people that can hear God's voice on their own and then do what he says. And it's not just, well, John said we need to do this in the sermon or Ben said this on that video we saw on Facebook, but it's, no, today I woke up. I spent a little bit of time with God during my drive and, you know, man, this is always the name that comes to mind, that Bill guy at work. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I struggle with him, but today, today's going to be the day, man. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to see how he's doing. Yeah. And that's the need. And it's not always right. Because I think uh, it, it's more than just a church doing good works. Oh, big that, time. Because exactly. that just, that very quickly becomes about us. That very quickly becomes about, well, I did, I checked my boxes. That's very, uh, as Foster talks about, that's duty, that's discipline. Mm-hmm. But I think the goal in this is to increase in people a desire to hear what God's calling them to and that they can delight in doing what he says. Oh, and and exactly I love that, that, that that's it's exactly the root. Yeah. yeah. I think it was Tim who said the other day, um, sort of to to be able to say to the congregation, you're not the hero of this story. Mm. It, it you know it looks so we're really looking, I guess in short, to create a community, a family, a church family of followers who are not necessarily primarily other centered as they are mm. upward. It's yeah. all upward. Yeah. That's the connection. It's not even so much out as it is up. And like you said. And the result of that being completely connected, always listening, mm-hmm. eyes open, ears open, mind open, heart open to what he might have to say. And yeah, the, yeah. the, the whatever the, what's what I'm looking for, the side effect of that, yeah. whatever, is that, is that there's a generosity and a kindness yeah. where you're not the hero of Absolutely. the story. Yeah, that's, I, our, that's our prayer. That's our hope. And I love it too, because just like John talked about in his sermon um, last week or a couple of weeks ago, as he talks about making the invisible God visible. Yes. And, and that's, our, that's our job as the church. That's why Christ has us here. That's why the Holy Spirit dwells within us. And so for now on, plan A, the only option we really have is our job, our mission here on earth is to be Jesus with skin on. If you belong to Christ, if you 
um, and believe in him. If you would call yourself a disciple of Jesus, your job is to be Jesus with skin on, to make the invisible God visible to the world. And the best way to do that is to seek, man, what, what would he, what did exactly. he do in this situation? What, 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 what would it look like for me to walk into Meyer or the workplace or school and be Jesus with skin on today to walk into my marriage or whatever that might be. And, uh, yeah, it's a it's a profound impact that can come out of that, not only on the individuals, not only on yourself, but in your intimacy with Jesus as well. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, we say it here all the time, the greatest gift that we can give to the world is our intimacy with Jesus, our time spent hearing him and doing what he said. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really, really cool. So Yeah, um, you know, I, I worked in parachurch ministry for a little while, and uh, um, there are tons of needs out in the world. Uh, and there's a lot of really awesome organizations, parachurch, you know, out uh, uh, ministries that are out there trying to meet specific needs. And most of the time those will um, blossom because, you know, one or two people or a handful of people will feel the pressure on their heart to meet a specific need. Hmm. Um, now, what we tend to do sometimes as, as Christians, as humans, flawed individuals, is because that's the pressure that's on my heart. That's what God has made most important to me is I can start pointing at everybody else and saying, well, everybody should be doing this. Mm. And if you're not, you're really not a Christian. Mm. Well, I, the best way I've heard this um, be able to you know, come to some sort of resolve of that, God's going to put a pressure on your heart. And if your heart is to go work and take care of critical housing needs for local families, then go do that. But the issue is if everybody went and only did that, hmm. well, hmm. there's a whole bunch of other needs that are never going to get met. Right. The God's, that God sees, that God's put us on this earth to take care of. He's given us the resources to do it. Um, and sometimes we need the faith to be able to put those resources, right. time, treasure, talent into action. Um, but whatever that is, part of the the challenge with that is trying to discern, well, what's the pressure that God's putting on my heart? Yeah. And... This is an opportunity to listen to that. Um, and, you know, even for me, it's, you know, I've been around here for a minute. It, it's still not easy all the time. It's like, well, that's just me. That was, that was just yeah. me having, you know, that worship song I was listening to from this mm-hmm. weekend. Mm-hmm. It's just, I'm still feeling yeah. emotional, you know, whatever it is. And we can talk ourselves out of it. Um, but it makes me wonder if we were all able to and willing to listen to that specific mm. thing, how many of those individual needs around us would be able to be met? Right. And it's, um, and like you said, it, it's not about us and it's not about the need, but it's about being able to show God's love. Mm. Um, and as we're doing it, be able to like point people to God. Um, you know, and it's okay. I think sometimes say, yeah, I don't know why I'm giving this to you or I don't know why I'm doing this. It's just what God told me to do. Yeah. So yeah. you can talk to him. And if you can tell me why, I'd love to know. But uh, right. uh, yeah, so there's a bigger thing that we get to participate in. And I know there's a lot of people at Call the Tab Home that have been doing this for a while. They're right. they're mm-hmm. they're constantly in tune. They're constantly listening. They constantly have eyes out to see. And, um, and you know, they're just going to keep doing that. Right. Uh, but if, you know, you're stepping into faith and you're trying to discern what does this look like and you haven't ever had that moment of where God's tapping you on the shoulder saying, yeah, you need to do this, this, and this. Mm. And and then actually going, wow, this is, that, that, that that's going to be awkward or, wow, that's going to cost me a little bit of money. <laughs> yeah. Or, and we come up with all the practical human reasons to say no, but being able to push through those and 
get to the other side where we actually follow through mm-hmm. and we do the uncomfortable yeah, and we say the awkward thing mm-hmm. or we hand somebody the whatever it might be and they got to look at you with the puzzled look on their face and you're looking right back with the puzzled, puzzled. look on your face. <laughs> like, um, I don't know. It's like yeah, this has happened know. to you before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Victoria, you talk about this a little bit um, in your video that we shared with the congregation about having a certain amount of time to decide what that, oh, yeah. break that down for people That's just in case a, maybe they haven't seen it. Yeah, that video that comes up this weekend. Yeah. So a number of years ago, um, I read a book and actually listened to the author speak. Um, his name's Claire de Graff, and he was talking about, he had a book called The Ten Second Rule. So The Ten Second Rule is this. It's uh, do the next thing that you are reasonably certain that Jesus is calling you to do, but do it immediately. And in his, in his book, he says it's about 10 seconds because 10 seconds is about how long it takes you to talk yourself out of doing something. So the example I gave in the video is you leave in Maya. Let's talk about Maya again. Nothing, we love Maya. It's great. But um, you are walking through the parking lot and you see uh, somebody maybe struggling to kind of put bags and packages, whatever, in the back of the car. And you feel that little nudge, that little poke, that little prod, that little whisper, say, you, you could go help. Just, just take a moment and just go help. Well, those first couple of seconds, you're like, wait, what? <laughs> and, and the next second is, what? Who said that? What, Lord, wait, what? I, say again. <laughs> I'm not sure I heard you. But you're still walking and now right. you're kind of trucking a little bit because you're trying to get away from it. And now you're about five, six seconds have gone by, and now you're like, well, if I turn around, it's going to be really weird because now it's not just awkward and weird, it's like super creepy, actually. Yeah. So now you're about eight, nine seconds have gone by, and you're at your car, bloop, bloop, open your car, you get in, you're kind of actually in a bit of a hurry, and boom, off you mm-hmm. go, and 10 seconds has passed. Yeah. That's about how long it takes. And um, yeah, and it's actually really true. If, mm-hmm. you, if you really think about yeah. it, it's right no, about sure. 10 seconds for you to talk yourself out of anything especially something that might be a little bit awkward might be a little bit weird that you know and, and to be clear we're not talking about i mean i don't know if this is the prod that you get a little poke the nudge from jesus but to walk up to someone and as you're putting the package in the car say do you know the lord you know what i mean it's <laughs> yeah. no it's like hey let, let me help you real quick boom, boom, chuck him in and off you go that's mm-hmm. it just off you go and yeah. sweating a little bit like oh okay that wasn't too weird you know yeah um but uh yeah that's so the 10 second rule that and that's uh, I heard about that read that book a long time ago and it's probably you know we can probably all say yeah you know I've, I've read heard different people speak yeah. and read you know kind of churchy books or whatever but that's probably the stickiest one hmm. that's that's been with me for probably now about 15 years yeah and it is it's, it's cool. yeah it's easy to remember right and you think of a whole church kind of following that listen yeah do it quickly mm-hmm. um that's a whole shift in culture oh 100 percent whole yeah. shift because for me forever the 10 second rule was how fast can i eat this food off the ground see now but, that's the yeah. that's the five second rule which no not when you're my size it's very 10. you give yourself plenty of time to get down there highly uh, <laughs> researched very very scientific five second rule yes. no i, I love that Different. because it because it points to this aspect of immediate obedience and the fact yeah. that whenever we're saying yes to jesus is it's not comfortable but the less time you give yourself to get uncomfortable mm-hmm. and then you just step into it. But I love too what you're talking about with um, creating a culture where people can hear and discern what is God calling me exactly. to do. And, and that's why as the tabernacle and as, as the church, we preach the gospel. We preach um, a dependence on the spirit of God. That's why we're not just a social justice church or we're not just a church that focuses on this one topic or this one mission field or this one thing. And it's because we want to see a congregation of believers raised up into a space where we can make impacts in a lot of different places and trust in the fact that God has brought all of us together from different 
walks of life. I mean, I think mm-hmm. about this room right here, mm-hmm. right? We've got this random kid from middle of nowhere, Tulsa, Oklahoma. We've got the most northern Michigan man I've ever <laughs> met, Ben Brown. And then this British woman sitting here. And then we got Benj over here Benji. holding it all together. And it's like, <laughs> obviously, none of us were made the same way. All, right. Obviously, we don't have all the same pressures of what God might be calling us to. Right. And so how much more beautiful is it for us to allow, and you and I have talked about this on a podcast, the Holy Spirit to be the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. to trust that if we can just point people back to Jesus and get them to a place where they can trust him, that he's going to be the one that provides the opportunity. Mm -hmm. He's going to be the one that provides the guidance. And it's not dependent on a church saying, hey, these are the needs. This is the boxes we need checked. Let's get after it. Because that's not the goal of this. But That's a big deal. When when you said, uh, and we talk about this a lot, and there's nothing wrong with it, but we talk about being Jesus with skin on. I, that that has in the past, and really, actually, I'll just say it does scare me, is Mm -hmm. I don't, what? I can't be, what? No, I want to be more like Jesus, but that puts a, I feel like a pressure to to do things that Jesus did. Mm. You know, I need to be like Jesus. I need to, figure out, I need to just look around me and I need to discern where the needs are and then figure out how to fix them. That is not what we're literally asking people to do. One, I guess two things, but the first thing is just listen. Mm. But then, yeah, act on it, even if it's weird and act on it quickly. But it's like that you we're literally, you don't have to figure it out. He right. knows if you're standing in line for coffee and the person behind you, maybe it's a uh, a nurse or someone and they're just like I cannot go to work I'm just so exhausted mm-hmm. and it's a kind word or it's you know just hey I'm just gonna pay for the coffee behind me yeah it, it he knows that they need that just yeah. a human moment it, it he knows no, you yeah. don't have to figure it out no. right you no. don't have to figure out what it means to be Jesus skin and just in that exact moment do you yeah. know what I'm saying yeah and that's why for me and I know that it gets said a lot but that's why it was for, like the foundational piece of my whole life was I'm done trying to figure this out. Yeah. I'm just going to say yes. And I don't know always what that yes looks like. I don't know why I'm saying yes, but I know that at 21 years old, whatever I was deciding wasn't working. Mm-hmm. And I and I, I think that often we find ourselves there, whether it be in marriage or parenting or tr- just doing our best to be a person following Jesus when it's all built off of, well, let me really like, think through my ideas of what this should look like mm-hmm. and all of this rather mm-hmm. than just like, man, what would the situation look like if I said yes to Jesus here? And it's like, that usually works out better than anything mm-hmm. I could have ever dreamed up, planned or thought through or charted out. And mm-hmm. that, that's just, that's from my own personal experience in my own walk in my own life. But that's why I, I it's been, it's kind of like a coined phrase. It's just like, I'm just going to say yes to Jesus because mm-hmm. it's, it's easier. It's easier he knows just everything. to say yes. You don't know yeah, everything. Exactly. He sees the big, big yeah, picture. Exactly. And so, so we don't. Yeah. But, and, it, and you know, I think about uh, the Holy Spirit mm. and probably the most neglected member of the Trinity. Mm. And, and that's who's conversing with us. And that's who's going to give us that direction. And I, and then I also, I've been thinking about like, well, okay, what are the fears? What are the reasons that like sometimes mm-hmm. we'll hold back? Because sometimes, I mean, I've had it where that tap on the shoulder, it's like, that's kind of a big ask. At least from my perspective, it feels like a very big ask. You know, and the fear can be, well, I'm not going to be able to pay the bills if I actually do that, or I'm not going to be able to feed my family, or I'm not, like, um, I'm forty something. <laughs> I'm creeping up on mid-centurion here, um, and I've, I've yet, 
And now again, I'm not saying I do this perfectly because mm-hmm. there's been times there's like, uh, uh-uh. yeah, and I, I, no. I definitely don't want anybody to think that that's no, 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 that's not what we're no saying. Mm-hmm. No, but, <laughs> but, um, I have had the opportunities where I'm just going to say Jesus probably given me the courage to follow through because it mm-hmm. wasn't my courage. Yeah, uh, the Holy Spirit gave me the nudge, and the Holy Spirit gave me the courage to follow through. We've never we. I can't say that I've ever gone without anything. That's good. And it doesn't, and, and when I have, I probably needed to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because what was I going to spend it on? Right. You know, like what was I going to spend that money on? What That's was good. I going to do with that? And you know, I remember listening to a, a pastor one time talking about this couple in this church that were literally giving everything away. They're, and he's, he was like trying to calm them down. <laughs> and they're like, man, we just feel like we're, we're coming to the end of our lives and we just need to get rid of it all. And, you know, he's literally trying to talk common sense to him of like, God, you need enough to eat. And they had come to the point and this pastor was, he was so moved by it. They, they finally said, it's like, what's the worst that's going to happen? The worst that we can figure out we're going to happen is that we starve to death. If we literally gave everything away, that we would just not have enough to eat and we would die. But we showed up to heaven because we just gave it all away. And this pastor was so moved. He's like... Uh, I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> like, yeah. But it's like, so, so what am I clinging to? What am I hanging yeah. on to? Mm-hmm. No, I'm and, I'm, and, I, we're not, and I, we're not suggesting anybody needs to do that. Right. And I, I don't think Jesus necessarily asked most of us to do that. It's like, man, can I spare seven bucks for the latte behind me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, probably can. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and can I spare some time? Oh, that's usually for me where I really, that's the tough part. Mm. Can I spare an hour? Oh man, like yeah, you're really cramping. I got things to do. You know, I'm a pretty important guy around here, and I gotta get to the next meeting <laughs> well, and all this stuff. And it was like John Williams' story. <laughs> he gave the Lord give me eyes to see, and the Lord's like, you need to shovel your neighbor's driveway. And he goes, and of course it was the winter, <laughs> and it snowed more in Michigan than it ever has. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, just thinking through those fears and and. Like, well, why, why, why don't we say yes? Mm. Mm-hmm. And it's, there, there just tends to be, at least in my life, there's usually a fear associated with that. Yeah. And that fear is usually never of God or it's just me being obstinate saying, yeah. I don't want to, I'm just, I don't want to. Well, yeah. and, and don't you think too, and I'm asking, maybe you've told it before, but it's for us too, whatever yeah. it's it, possible that the thing he's asking you to do is actually for you also, and you tell that story that that nudge, and you were disobedient, and yeah. and you had to, you know, what I'm talking oh, about. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh gosh. Can you just tell that yeah. real quick? Because yeah. Jesus was like, "I'm no, we're not letting this go." Yeah, and and I I think Jesus knows I must I can be a little mm-hmm. stubborn and a little bit pigheaded, and that uh, we can talk. That's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> um, but part of it for me has been. Learning to trust him has hmm. been learning to trust him. And I, I was um, at a coffee shop. Gosh, this was, I don't remember if it was last year, a couple of years ago. And like, I had a certain amount of money in my pocket. And it was like, I think it was on a Thursday or Friday. And the nudge came. I was like, you need to give this to the barista. That's, that's the dumbest thing. <laughs> no. like, And I know the barista. She's right. a very sweet lady. Um, makes one of the best, you know, cafe lattes in town. Uh, <laughs> um, 
I won't say her name because if she's listening, I don't want to embarrass her. Um, but I was like, this, this really, no, no, come on. And it was before Christmas. And uh, I left. And the rest of the day, I kept, it was like this, <laughs> like almost on my spirit all day. Like, why didn't you do that? Like, why, why? And, and then it's Saturday, same thing. And finally Sunday, and it was like, I've got, they're, they're not open. I've got to go back. <laughs> so Monday morning, I finally, and it was like this constant tapping, and it was almost like, we're not going to let this go this time, Ben. We're not going to let this go. And so I went back in on Monday, and I, and she was working, and I walked up, and I, this is for you. <laughs> and about that tone. <laughs> and she looked at me really, like, well, strangely, like, Okay. Um, why? And I said, I don't know. Maybe you can tell me. <laughs> but until I, I give that. this to this you, yeah. it's the most like cartel thing yeah. you could ever. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of angry. Yeah. So, so I, I finally, it. I'm like, listen. I and I like calm down. And I'm like, listen. I don't know why. I, I, but this has been heavy on me for a couple days now. I was in here Friday. I was supposed to be obedient. I wasn't. I don't know why. But I'm pretty sure this is for you. And I just like, then she just said, hey, thank you for being obedient. That's really awesome. And and, it's, and she looked as confused as me. And it, so there was no great, like, I needed this yeah. for my <laughs> ailing you yeah. know, child, you know, that we were out of form. There was none of that. But it was yeah. just like, and maybe for me at that moment, it was just that, can, if you're going to walk with me, I really need you to be paying mm-hmm. attention. That's and cool. I'm going to have things in front of you and, and Ben, I, I need you to be able to do what I ask you to do when mm-hmm. when you do it, and it's going to be okay. Yeah. So maybe so, that one was for you. It, yeah. it really wasn't. Oh, for I'm her. pretty sure it was. Yeah. <laughs> what about? I'm I'm curious now. Do you have like any in your life? Not maybe. Maybe it was a time you received the gift, or there was a moment where somebody said yes, and it impacted you profoundly. Is there any stories that come to mind for you, Victoria? Mm. Let me think. Actually, had one. I kind of had one happen last night. Um, that wasn't directly related. It wasn't necessarily a gift that was coming to me, but it was going to impact me. I'm not sure how to explain it. I guess I'll just say. Um, so I have a you know I have two kids and the youngest one. Um, it's just school's hard. Tenth grade is hard, and uh, I had a, a friend who's a teacher come up and say, "What's her?" Uh, what's a math grade looking like? And I was like, not great. She goes, you know, I, I didn't even know. I didn't check and see what it is. She's a teacher at her school and a friend and, and Tensas church. And, um, she's like, I don't know. I just felt like I really needed to ask you that. And I was like, it's actually, we really need some help. She goes, Oh, we're tomorrow after school. I'll just, I'll have a hang with her for a couple hours. So for me as a mother, I was like, Oh, that gave my heart a little peace and a little rest yeah. for my kid. It's like, Oh, it's like a, a lifeline. Right. Someone's going to help me out of this, you know, and we've been trying and trying and, but she has a, you know, she has that right. relational capital with this yeah. person, but she literally right after the women of valor event said, I, I'm not even sure why I'm even asking you this. It just, I just suddenly was wondering. Mm, that's cool. I was like, Oh, look, look at that. Yeah. And it's cool too, because it's a, it's a multi-purpose. There's math, Double there's whammy. mentoring, yep. there's all of it. That's mm-hmm. awesome. That's so was cool. discipleship. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. I think about like for mine, I remember, um, I don't remember the date, but it was, I was in Colorado doing some stuff and, uh, just struggling, I think. 
uh, just with where I was at in life, what was going to be of this, whatever I was creating at 20 something years old. And I remember just a guy walking in and, uh, and all he said was, he goes, Hey, you need lunch. And based off of the, whenever you look at me, you don't ever think, hey, that guy needs a meal, right? <laughs> no, but he goes, hey, you need lunch, and I'm buying. And we went, and for five hours, we sat there, and we read one book of the Bible, and he just talked to me like a person, and it literally changed my whole perspective of Jesus and scripture Ooh, and wow. relationship. And it all started with like, hey, do you, and of course, he's like, you want to go to Chick-fil-A? That was, <laughs> that was the whole thing. And we were there for five hours, but it's like, he didn't have to do that. Got six kids. I know, like, this dude's busy. He's about to leave for an event. Like, there's no reason for him to do this. But he spends five hours with some punk kid mm. that, like, and it was just like, man, like, that profoundly changed my life. And I, and I think those are the ones, those are the stories, right? There are those moments where there's the monetary blessing where you sure. were able to provide for a need. But I think the discounted thing, maybe, that could happen in this that I don't want to see happen is discounting that God might use you mm-hmm. and your time and a relationship mm-hmm. much more than he could your wallet. Yeah. Yeah. We really want to be yeah. clear about that, yeah. that it's really, you know, it, it might be just a, literally a word to a perfect stranger mm. who's walking towards, you know, as women, you know, say, oh my gosh, I love your coat. Oh my gosh, what a great scarf. Oh, your hair just looks so great. And, and it, it takes them out of that right. moment that maybe they were stuck in not feeling really great. Yeah. And it's just that word of, I see you. Mm-hmm. When it goes, just, just tell you, see her. Yeah. That's so Does yeah. small things like that, tiny yeah. interactions. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's a big part of being Jesus. If we look at his ministry and mm-hmm. how he saw people, saw people. Yeah. and he could be in the middle of, you know, the busiest crowd going to the big event yeah. mm-hmm. and some woman touches him and he's going, Hey guys, hang on, stop. Something yep. just happened here. And he'll turn to the woman who had no business being anywhere near him. And, and you know, the disciples are trying to usher him on. Hey, Jesus, come on. We, we got this big speaking engagement. We got to mm-hmm. get to you. You're a big deal here in this yeah. town. He's like, no, no, we're going to, hey, why don't you come here, daughter? Yeah, I um, see you. I see you. Yeah. I see you. You know, spending mm-hmm. time with um, the people that uh, are easy to overlook. Yeah. Uh, the woman at the well. I just, I, when I... When I read through the Gospels and I think of Jesus, um, I see a man who who was the epitome of being able to see people deeply, intentionally, mm-hmm. yeah. and and not being afraid to spend time with them, not being afraid of what the critics were going to say, not being afraid of what the people were going to think of him yeah. by stopping, and the building of those relationships that he did that were absolutely, absolutely life-changing. Like, we have no idea. And we have the opportunity to not as perfectly— but to be able to do that, and, um, you know, Tim's a big proponent. Uh, he talks to us a lot as a staff about, you know, slowing down and stopping mm-hmm. and being intentional about mm-hmm. seeing each other. Yeah. Um, and not just, hey, I see you, but, mm-hmm. like, really, like, seeing deep mm-hmm. yeah. at a deeper level, kn- knowing people yeah. um, so people can feel seen. And then, you know, and, and then— be able to take that out into our lives as we go and practice that yeah because that really uh is something that jesus did does mm-hmm. uh, ask us to, i i believe asks us to do yeah that's i mean be able of... to see worth be able to see uh, beyond the label mm-hmm. whatever that label is don't don't get me started on yeah. that <laughs> well, i think one of my favorite words in scripture 
is in that John Force story when it says he had to go through Samaria. And then we see this story unfold with the woman at the well and how this whole town and this whole place comes to know him. But it starts with he had to go through Samaria. He didn't had to do anything, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But it's just this beautiful intentionality to go to see this downtrod, outcast, marginalized, hated woman that, I mean, by all cultural standards, by all political standards, by all standards, he shouldn't be there with. Yeah. But he had to go. And it just points to the fact of like, no, that's the God we serve. That's the God that we worship. That's the God that loves us. The one that had to go. Mm-hmm. That he's there. He's sitting with this woman at the well. And it's like, man, like, what if? What, what could it look like if we mm-hmm. were a church that had to go? Yep. That, that, in that in that space, that when we hear the clear direction that God's giving to us, that it's not an option that there's no, it's, we had to go mm-hmm. through Samaria. Mm-hmm. We had to do this. And it's not out of a, a duty and discipline, but it's delight and it's desire and it's excitement to see his mm-hmm. kingdom come and his will be done in, in, in the region in which we exist. And I think that that's the stuff that changes the world. That's right. the stuff that changes communities. That's so the, true. I mean, it's, it's those little moments of obedience, right? And it changes us as a church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of well-deserved criticism for, for, you know, the church uh, as a whole, some of it, uh, some of it's well-deserved. Some of it, uh, we're just taking a headline or two and, and lumping it on a whole bunch of people because there is a lot of this mm-hmm. that does happen. Um, and, and as I say that, you know, I think about the fact that, you know, we're we're commanded, don't let the right hand know what the left hand is doing. Mm-hmm. So this isn't our stuff to come back and brag about. Now, mm-hmm. we're, we're sharing a little bit of our experiences here, you know, the three of us in the hopes that, like, uh, that. You know, it helps somebody say, oh, so it's normal when I feel a little weird or mm-hmm. it's, it might be normal when it's like, yeah, that God didn't let me off the hook on that one. That yeah. one kept eating at me because um, it's not about us. This is, you know, talk about our failings as much as anything. Um, but it is an opportunity for us to tangibly meet those needs around us to really yeah. show love um, and, and for us to be transformed because every single time that I do this, uh, I think it just transforms me just a little bit more, a little bit more. And I got a ways to go. So I, <laughs> I got a lot of these to get after. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think it's, if you really boil it down for the people who may be on the receiving end of our obedience, when we get that little shove, that little nudge is, is Jesus saying I'm here, mm. but it's also for us too. Yeah, He's saying, I'm, if I'm listening, I'm here. I'm here. So it's an awareness of his presence yeah. for us and then for those who are on the receiving end of our obedience, whatever it is. Yeah, 100%. Love it. Yeah. Well, anything else you guys want to add to this other than give it a try? Um, oh, yeah. 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 I yeah. mean, we're asking sort of how it look is through this month. You know, there'll mm. be some of what I just and what we just shared. You know, ben had his video last week that we showed at the weekend and then there'll be another one this weekend where I'm going to share. And there'll be a third that you'll the, see by the time this yep. comes out. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah yep. Sorry. Yeah, I forget about timing. So <laughs> I'll share a little bit about the 10 second rule, kind yeah. of what I just shared. And then there'll be a third one. And then, you know, then we're at Christmas, Christmas mm-hmm. weekend. And so our hope is that throughout this month, um, you know, last night, uh, the Women of Valor event, um, the uh, women spent some time um, prayerfully uh, asking God, you know, bring a name to mind. You know, wh- where is that need? Bring someone or 
you know, necessarily maybe somebody they know, maybe not, um, but just really entering a time of prayer. So it's it's happening already. Mm-hmm. And I love about this too is that I know I I think Foundry is not meeting uh, through December. Correct. Yeah. Right. But this is very much something students do. You know, oh. I've heard people say. You know, so it depends on your on your where your resources are, but you know, you could have a five dollar bill, a one dollar five, a ten, twenty, a fifty, a hundred, and depending on where you're at, and just tuck it into your wallet or into your pocket, and you know, this whole month just just have it. So you can constantly feel it kind of burning a hole, and it's like, where who who mm-hmm. might need this more than me? Students can do that. Yeah. You know, even little kids have a a dollar. You know, yeah. whatever or a handful of quarters. It's like we're asking is for this whole month. Just let's start this process now as we head into Christmas weekend. But then obviously, then it's like, okay, now go. Yeah. But this is it. But yeah. so really absolutely. this month is where we're really focusing on yeah. this gift is yeah. the tab in December. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and then from there on out is the hope is that the more we practice it, the mm-hmm. more that we're able to continue practicing. Yep. This isn't something that's just like, oh, we got to feel good for Christmas <laughs> cool. and yeah, Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See you guys yeah. at the fast. No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for yeah. For Rattle 3.0 yeah. at we Easter time. Yeah, culture shift. Uh, but yeah, it, and yeah. It, it is part of our uh, discipleship. Yeah. Uh, I truly, truly believe that. Uh, it's it's yeah. having mentors that have helped me to see that and, and have encouraged me to practice that has been part of my discipleship. And, and I know that I need to continue practicing that to continue growing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Continuing just saying, yep, I I'll, okay, that's okay, that's the doozy there. But, yeah. or sometimes it's, Honestly, most of the time, it's really not a big deal. Right. It's right. really pretty like, oh, that was easy. Yeah. And it gets easier as you practice yeah. it. It's like exactly. anything else. Building those spiritual muscles. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Working Love them it. out. Love it. Well, uh, yeah, that's this gift. I, I think I want to close just by um, reading this small piece of this text and, uh, yeah, and then just encouraging people to to maybe if you're driving, listening in your car, maybe you listen to this while you work out or um, whenever you listen to the podcast, take a moment um, at the conclusion of this episode, whenever that might be, and and be practical, um, be intentional, and just ask God, what could this look like for me? So First Peter 4.10 says, As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's grace. And until next time, Tab family, this has been Victoria, Benji, and Britton signing off. Mm-hmm.